Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. And on the rise of populist politics around and politicians around the world, have you noticed that um, after the most polarised and divisive campaign in its modern history, Brazil has elected its next president, a right-wing politician who openly disdains human rights and admires military dictators. Jair Bolsonaro, a 63-year-old congressman, had strong backing for his law and order stance on policing, support for gun rights and opposition to abortion. Bolsonaro's angry populist campaign rhetoric led many newspapers and public figures worldwide to declare his candidacy a threat to democracy. He's been dubbed the Trump of the tropics. We thought we'd have a quick look at that tonight with Dr. Michelle Carmody, a Latin American specialist from Melbourne University. Well, so Brazil was governed throughout the 2000s and up until 2016, actually, by the leftist Workers' Party. Um, and the leftist Workers' Party, who uh, listeners might associate with uh, Lula da Silva, the most famous leader um, during the 2000s, this party was responsible for the type of socially progressive uh, policies that we've seen, we saw across Latin America during this period. So the kind of redistribution towards families, mm. um, social progress, socially progressive legislation in favour of the LGBTI community, and measures to control the economy to yeah, redistribute wealth. But over time, and this, of course, they did it in a way that benefited the working classes, but not in a way that particularly threatened the position of the elite. So it was definitely reformist. Mm. Brazil is also a country where among the political class and beyond uh, within business, there is a lot of corruption. And this is throughout the 2000s and into the 2010s. Yes. This is a big concern of people's, uh, the corruption, the fact that people cannot be trusted. Um, and over time, there was, or throughout kind of this decade, there was a lot of work done by the centre-right to really associate the Workers' Party with corruption. And eventually, around 2015, 2016, they, uh, there was a number of measures where in 2016 they managed to impeach uh, Dilma Rousseff, who was the president then um, for corruption, mm-hmm. and they imprisoned Lula da Silva, the old president, um, also for corruption. In the aftermath of all of this, you see this kind of outsider candidate, or this candidate that used to be considered a bit of a joke, not necessarily focusing on how he's going to be anti-corruption, um, but benefiting from the fact that everyone else is caught up in a corruption scandal, that the only kind of legitimate contender <laughs> is totally associated with corruption. But you're and kind of painting a picture a little bit option. like David Bradbury in the in the Olympic uh, ice skating, that everyone else falls over and he sails through to be the winner. But it's not exactly. quite like that, is it? Because he also has um, he's been a populist in, and so has brought a wave of support with him to this. So what are the conditions that primed people to do that? Well, so obviously corruption is not the only issue that people are concerned with in Brazil over the last 15 or 20 years, Um, and particularly violence. Um, Violence is a big issue in Brazil, so security is a big issue. And this is where uh, Bolsonaro really has a very clear response, and his response is to shoot the criminals, to really deal with it once and for all. Um, So there's a real appeal there, and many people have said that they don't believe that he's really going to do what he says he's going to do. Mm. 
So when you think, well, how could someone support this? But it, what it does, it really creates this narrative of someone who's just going to take control and deal with it and really reinforce the police, really allow them to get the job done. Um, and this is kind of also connected to the fact that there is this underlying feeling, and this is what you see around the world with this kind of right-wing shift that we see also in Australia, but in the US, um, this idea that things have swung a little bit too far in favour of minorities and they have too many protections. So criminals have too many human rights and we can't kind of do anything about the fact that they're criminals yes. and all these different groups have more rights than we, the ordinary citizens, do. So these kind of discourses where there's an idea that we're just going to be tough with them, we're just going to be back to basics, is really appealing. It's a really kind of cutting through the kind of complexities of the world and just showing something that's really easy. Is he going to be able to command the respect of the people that he needs to make wholesale change? And, and, I, and I note in saying that he doesn't have a great reform sort of agenda. It's mainly oratory that's got him to the job. So is he going to be able to do a lot of reform? Is, do you think he'll be a reformer? Yeah, that's a really interesting question, precisely, yeah, because he hasn't articulated so many concrete policies. Mm. Um, I think the main thing that we will definitely see is that there will be militarization, an increased militarization of the police, which has already been occurring in Brazil anyway. Right. So the police will be emboldened to deal with things in a much more violent and direct fashion, and there will be more impunity both for the police so and So more extrajudicial killings? Is that the sort of thing you think we'd see? I think see? you can expect this, yeah. But this no. is obviously... Obviously, this is not part of the policy. No. Uh, but there will be Emboldened. a real shift towards emboldening the police. Yep. In terms of economic policy, I think that's what everyone is really worried about, or everyone's thinking about that, right? If he can make the economy work, then he can make his presidency work. And there's a few questions about that. He recently, I just was looking at the Brazilian newspapers today, he announced a big super ministry of the economy, so combining the economic ministry with the foreign trade ministry, um, and many business uh, leaders came out against that idea. So he's really kind of testing out a few ideas, and he does have many advisors. Um, but many people are saying that if he can figure out the economy, then his presidency is safe. Yeah, Michelle Carmody from uh, Melbourne University. She's an expert on Latin American politics, and that's the new Brazil. That's your new president. You can expect more extrajudicial killings, uh, like in the Philippines and other places. So who knows where that'll end up. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.